Tale Radio is brought to you by Snow. <laughs> You're welcome. Previously on Dale Radio. Would you like to go into space? Yes. Yeah, me yes. too. Yes, absolutely. I'm a little worried, though. I don't like cramped quarters, uh-huh. and I'm nervous about space junk. But I think if I could, because there's a whole cloud of it, AC gravity, that's yes, all yes, about it. Yes, yes, yes. But I think if I could do one, I would do hypersleep. Uh-huh. You know, spend a thousand years in some kind of uh, suspended yep. animation, then you wake up, maybe you've parachuted onto the, uh, another terrestrial situation, and you get probably there'd be an alien podcaster with a huge audience, and I'd yes. say, why are you doing it? But also, <laughs> you never know, because sometimes you get there and then it'd be like, well, you have to you have to do open mics first. Right, <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're at some horrible... Alien, the karaoke thing. We have uh, remarkably similar fantasies, you and I. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. That's uh, probably not a... I'm not surprised by that, really. Oh, folks, what? aren't you excited to see more snow? <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without that scraping, horrible noise of a snowplow... Waking me every morning. My goodness, winter is here to stay, isn't it? (laughs) But that's what they say. Next up is going to be real warm. So I don't know what's happening. Weather, I guess, is I guess we're experiencing just things that happen naturally. But uh, I'm so excited to be with you and to bring you another terrific uh, show here. But oh, God, it's, I'm looking out and I'm just seeing. I feed off of this energy of. Uh, just seeing the the city uh, blanketed in this layer of of sparkly white stuff, and it's so wonderful to see little trash trucks all tucked in in their snow blankets as they prepare to go out and and use their plows or not pick up trash, whatever. They're. You got to be careful as you're walking on the sidewalks these days, ladies and gentlemen. You don't know if it's a a beautiful snowdrift or a giant pile of garbage. So uh, do do uh, be aware as you're walking in your Uggs and your rubberized footwear on your way to uh, your schools and work and um, various meetings uh, that have to do uh, with uh, conquering addiction. Uh, I'm happy to have all of you here. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Now, you were listening to a little bit of uh, myself and Julio Torres at the last show, talking about space travel, as we so often do. You also really get a, a sense of the the hot mic that was <laughs> happening there. Oh, folks, don't think I'm not aware. But uh, let me just say this, that when you come to the live show, you experience this program in an entirely different way. And I would encourage you to, to come out as often as you can to, to, to see it, uh, because it's really... There's, I don't know if you've been into some of those small rooms at the Magic Castle in Los Angeles, but this is up-close magic, what we do in these shows. So the next one coming up is chock full of this stuff, and we've got the great Bridget Everett. We've got the fantastic Joe Randazzo. We've got the uh, amazing, did I use that one already? Nori Davis, and my gosh, you talk about talent, Naomi Ekperigan. Tuesday, March 24th, at the Pit Underground, 8 p.m., tickets are just $10. So I hope that you'll come out and see it. And then, 
If you're in the mood, uh, come out April 11th. I'm so tickled to be making my Joe's Pub debut with a show called Wonderful, Wonderful, which, uh, if I say it like that, sounds a little like Tom Brokaw. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, wonder- <laughs> Tonight, anyhow, I love him. I love Brokaw. But uh, last man of integrity left, I'd say. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, April 11th is a Saturday, 930. We're doing a tribute to, to one of my heroes, Lawrence Welk. And we got a great cast with Andrew Bancroft, Leslie Goshko. She and I have been putting this thing together. And uh, Andrew will lead the band. And uh, 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 we got Steve O'Reilly is going to be involved. Amber Nelson, Mateo Lane, the, the group Performed Whores are going to be a part of it. I look forward to that. And... Uh, <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun at Joe's Pub in New York City on April 11th. So, so information about that is on our site here and, um, I don't know, maybe elsewhere. Oh, on Joe's Pub site. You can go go there, too. I love pubs. <laughs> now, um, you ever do something and you think, uh, why am I not listening to my brain in this moment? Earlier today, I, 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 I switched things up. You know, normally I like to have my black coffee and a, a, a very uh, almost blackened a slice of wheat toast, dry, and a half uh, of a corner on the cob. Uh, that's my breakfast. It's a power breakfast, and that was taught to me many years ago by a dietitian. Uh, and I, I love it. It gives me the energy I need to get through the day. But today, every now and again, i got to mix it up. I just can't. So I went out and I got a cinnamon babka. Now, for some people, that's a special occasion. Oh, you brought the cinnamon babka. Great. Well, you, you can have that every day. And so, so, so why not get it on off, off holidays or non-special occasions? Though isn't every day a special occasion when you wake up lonely and afraid? So I had this, and um, I, was, I said, well, you know what would cut that nicely? The steak knife. And you th- the brain says, well, Dale. You sure about that one? You have many knives in there. Why don't you pick a pick a non-sharp knife. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I picked out this this steak knife, and I, you know, okay. So I I, I cut the thing, no problems. And then I I said, you know, this would be even great greater if it was uh, uh, warm. So I put it into the microwave, and because uh, who doesn't like a hot cinnamon babka? And so I put it in there, and then uh, I take the thing out, and I say, this needs some butter. I know that this is probably already saturated in things, but I want to put a little butter on it because that's how I was raised. I've grilled sticky buns, ladies and gentlemen. Don't judge me until you've had it and said, I will only grill sticky buns from now on. So I thought, this needs a little butter. I'm not going to dirty another knife. What am I? I'm the person that washes these things. I'm not going to do that. So I get this this uh, sharp knife, and I, I, I'm putting it in the butter. First piece goes on, no problem. I intend to put three on, just in case you're considering that. And so I put the, or if you have me over, you'll know how much butter to have out. Anyhow, so I'm sliding it, this knife across the, and the little thing in my brain says, No, Dale, ah, you sure you want to be doing that? That seems as if it's a recipe to cut yourself. No sooner had the brain sent that little early warning system to me, a little warning alert, than the knife just slid right across the button, right into the space between my two fingers. And, uh, you know, why can't we listen to our brain sometimes? It was trying to tell me. I knew that this was a bad idea. It's like uh, picking up a colorful toad and licking it. You know, it's, a, it's an instinct that's, that's deep, 
to avoid danger, but there it is, and it's in a place where no Band-Aid can ever get to. So I'm going to be, it's like having a paper cut in between your fingers. That is never comfortable because you use your hands for all sorts of things. So, well, I used all of my instincts and brain power and mental capacity and uh, heart, really, in a lively discussion with my guest, Isaac Oliver, on this episode. So I hope that you'll enjoy it. His book is coming out in, in June, so perfect timing <laughs> as far as having this. you got to create an advanced buzz, ladies and gentlemen. But here it is. Enjoy Isaac Oliver. This old heart has been around. It's been up. It's been down It's been walked on All over town But it still looks for love To come around Oh my goodness Hello, it's me, Dale And this is my life as it happens In a single story told week after week after week and uh, my good you're listening to another episode of Dale Radio coming to you as always from the foul banks of the Gowanus only today here we are in the crown jewel of <laughs> the five boroughs Hudson Heights another imaginary neighborhood invented for soaring real estate prices I'm here in the spacious uptown digs of writer performer and a terrific humanitarian Mr. Isaac Oliver Isaac Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. <laughs> and uh, I apologize for all the back and forth. We, I, what, It was a, a difficult time for me mm-hmm. uh, getting up here because uh, what happened, I did an episode about being able to defeat the cold using only my mind powers, and then I was felled by the cold at all of New York had, and now uh, several hot toddies later... <laughs> I'm happy to report that I'm better and stronger than ever, and it's still snowing and raining, and uh, it's just forever winter here in New York, so let's just eat the groundhogs <laughs> next time. Did you have to struggle with any of the colds this season? I did. I did. I'm, I'm, I'm susceptible to everything, so... <laughs> well, it's good as a creative person to be open, isn't Exactly, it? exactly. Vulnerable. <laughs> low, low vitamins. Well, and I imagine you have a, a, a high-risk uh, job, a lot of high contact there, because uh, you, you interact with people all day. I do. I work in a box office, and I sell theater tickets, and I'm handling damp money. That's what it, that's all it is. All day long. Just damp. There's a lot of cocaine in that money, too. <laughs> That would make the day go faster, actually, <laughs> if remember, only. <laughs> remember hearing about that? So many people were, maybe it was the 80s or 90s, but maybe. so many people were using it for drugs uh-huh. or smuggling it or whatever they were doing yeah. that they had a high content left over in the fibers. I haven't, I haven't well, encountered back issues of time for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, you work down there in the center of it all, don't you? I Time, do. Times Square, yeah. the, where, you, where you sell the tickets. Mm-hmm. You just, what is the window situation? A little hole? <laughs> yeah, you go to the little hole and you pay the man. I mean, there's a, there's a glass. Answer the riddle. You'd be tempted to do that someday. Yeah, you? oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a small off Broadway theater, and and we're on the second floor of a high rise or not high rise, but ten story building of rehearsal studios. So it's. Um, but you're in the theater part of it, right? I'm in the theater part, and it's yes. the new victory. 
Well, New Forty Second, uh, New Forty Second Street, and and apologies they... <laughs> to anyone who I might know working there. Oh yes, apologies. Uh, it's it's the sister space of the New Victory. It's called the Duke on Forty Second Street. The Duke on Forty Second Street, yeah. and that's uh, incidentally very close to where my offices are. I is work, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, come flyer uh, with me. Uh, uh-huh. which is where I work, handing out the flyers and things for the musicals and shows on Broadway. Mm-hmm. I have a great time doing it. Yeah. Now I'm, uh, it's right above uh, Guy Fieri's place. Is it really? The American Grill. The yeah, All-American right? Grill. All-American Grill. And Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Good, good place. It's a good if block. Yeah. You have an afternoon free. <laughs> you ever try that donkey sauce? No. Yeah, that's what they sell there. Oh, God. i got to wipe my feet clean of donkey sauce every time I come into the office. <laughs> that fella. Forget Ferguson, the most unnecessary arrests are at Guy's American Kitchen. Cardiac arrest is what I'm talking about, of course. So people know you from taking the ticket. Do you, do you know Michael Cyril Creighton? I do know Michael Cyril Creighton. He I was, love him. He was able to. He also worked in the mm-hmm. in the box in the mm-hmm. hole. Yeah, and he was he able got to, out. He got out. <laughs> he got out. God bless him. <laughs> he, he, he must be a hero. <laughs> because now he's so successful, he's selling shirts online. I know. Shirts and comfortable pants. <laughs> Just just pants for the home. <laughs> <laughs> they are very comfortable. And every time yeah. I see him, I see some pictures of him and everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's done this show. But I say, I know where that shirt came from. Because <laughs> you've got one at home yourself. I got one yeah. at home. <laughs> they were the most beautiful shirts. Well, uh, now he's, uh, he's in great shape. But I'm a little yeah. bit you know, stockier, I think, is what the old folks would say. And uh, those shirts are good. They come in nice big sizes. And they're <laughs> generously cut. Generous, yeah. Slim fit is my enemy. <laughs> But uh, he, he's, he's been able to translate that to great things, and he's on the TV, the big stages and everything. Yeah. That, is that, that's not necessarily your calling, though, is to, is to do that kind of thing, or would you like to do that? Well, I'm, I'm, I would. I, I, not, not to that extent. He, he's, he's a very talented actor, and I, I wouldn't... Acting isn't my pursuit, but writing and... Um, Performing my writing, I, I I do a lot of storytelling and story reading, and right. uh, so that um, that that's that's where I'm trying to pitch my <laughs> pitch my ambitions. Absolutely. So, so yeah. ideally, you'd like to have a, a show that you create that yeah. you wrote. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'd be in it. Maybe. Maybe. But not, that, that we'll see. That's not the they they the could end all. they could cast like I don't know someone someone more exciting maybe. <laughs> I think they'd have trouble finding it. Oh, that that's way. nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, writing for the stage is where you got started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went. I went. Do, to, you still do? Or I not still as do. Much? I, not not as much. I've been working on a book for the last couple of years. But I I went to school for playwriting and uh, you know wrote a, wrote a couple plays and but I'm not I'm not particularly prolific. So it it takes me a very very long time. Um, and sort of in between plays, I, I started a MySpace journal uh, and just sort of started writing about my day each day and then really um, <clears throat> start, started amassing all these sort of personal essays, for lack of a better word, that I just started stringing together and, um, and, and, and began also writing, you know, taking sort of the playwriting training and writing little scenes from the box office or scenes from the subway or scenes from casual sex, which happened just down the hall um, <laughs> here. And, <laughs> and yeah, so I started to put together like a live show of yeah. those pieces where I would sit off to the side and narrate. And now 
that has evolved into just fully my show, just me sitting and, and reading. And so then all, uh, sorry, I'm rambling here, but those... Uh, I'm letting you go, because <laughs> I wanted to hear how it all evolved, and maybe we'll come back and we'll, we'll get sure, into some sure. of Sure, sure, yes, yes. Because I want to pin, pinpoint a couple of moments great, great. throughout there, and I'm yeah. really happy to hear about MySpace. And, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was important there for a while. It had a, what do you think, three years, four three years? Three years, remember you could, you could set your own, you could set a song to play. Oh, that's where I people think... people uh, went to your the, profile. The GIFs. <laughs> Really came into their own there yeah, with all yeah. the happy birthday posts and things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Glittery pink happy birthdays <laughs> with a sparkle effect. No, it was really it's dazzling. <laughs> you talk about writing for the stage. Yeah. Have there been very many plays where the stage was actually talking? Has the stage been written for exclusively? <laughs> Just an idea you can think about. I was hearing about this notion that objects have awareness. Mm-hmm. You know about that at all? That used to be a real problem for me as a kid. Oh, really? I I used to like, I, I used to assign emotions to to things, and I was a strange child. But if I accidentally like kicked an ottoman or something, I'd apologize to it. Or <laughs> I had a hard time like throwing things away because I'd imagine them just just sort of gently crying as I was taking them to. Throw. I'm working on it. I'm working on well, it. I'm better mo- now. But movies like Toy Story, that kind of thing, must have really that have really been some did kind a of number. confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that did a number. Oh no! But I'm wait. I'm waiting for the Ottoman story. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you could write that down. Some sometimes your keys go missing, and you think, "Well, they must be pissed at me." <laughs> something something what, I did. What happened? <laughs> yeah. But um, all right, we'll get we'll we'll, we'll get it. Is it working? But the job, going back to the job, that's decent? Decent wages there? You're all right there? I'm all right there. It's, you it's took been a, a year off or something to write yeah, this I, book, I took, right? Well, I, I... Not from off that and job, on. But... Yeah, I, I took some time. They, I went to the McDowell Colony for about a month. Boy, and that sounds nice up there. It huh? was wonderful. It was, it was, it was beautiful. I, I'm not good with the woods. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm an aggressively indoor person. Uh, How'd that go over with your fellow uh, uh, residents there? <laughs> a lot of them were good with the woods, and they would and they would take care of me. They would walk me to my to my cabin each night yeah. uh, because I was truly terrified. Um, but yeah, I took I took some time off for that. But uh, that's no small deal either. Congratulations! Thank on you. That. That's thank a, you very a, much. A feather in the cap. Yeah, it was it was it was a, an amazing amazing experience there. Whose house is um, it? Somebody, somebody's house. It 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 was. Oh goodness, like Edward McDowell, I think. Oh God, um, failing this test. Uh, <laughs> you were concerned with other things. That's okay. <laughs> but, but it's a, a well respected, very well respected uh, opportunity yeah. up there. Haunted, you think? Uh, my my studio, I think, was definitely haunted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I, and I, and I think I, I brought, I, like, I never witnessed anything happening, but I, I felt just energy. I felt like a weird energy there, and yeah. so I, and I feel like I brought it back with me again, very susceptible. So like, it, it I, <laughs> I bought sage from Amazon, and um, they'll send you sage, and so. I burned that around this apartment. That is so helpful, isn't it? I it had to is. do that at my place because I really? felt like I was getting a little touch from a, a ghost. <laughs> Unwanted An touch. An unpleasant and touch. I, well, yeah. It wasn't unpleasant. I just 
it was unsettling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a lot of just grazing my rear, and oh. I just thought this is an, this is odd. Were enough. you asking for it? No, I don't no. believe so. Unless okay. I call out in the night. Sometimes <laughs> I do have the night terrors, mm. but no, this was a, I, a, and it was very clear to me as like an old, older woman. Oh, yeah. But just from the touch, you could tell that. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't uh, invasive. Other mm-hmm. than it was a touch on my body that was unwanted. Uh, it just, but it happened enough it times. It felt where maternal like, hey, and older. possibly, and yeah. you know, there are some dead family members that I w- it would be fine. But it just it felt. I just knew it wasn't related. It was something else going on, <laughs> and I didn't want it there. So I got the sage and I burned the stuff, and I love it. I mm-hmm. love doing that anytime there's a problem. Yeah. Right now, I got a squirrel in the walls. Really? Yeah. What, uh, do you burn sage for that? I don't know what. I'd like to set the whole place on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Every, and it's amazing. These animals have, they take the winter off. Mm-hmm. As soon as it gets a little bit warm, this thing will be in there, 630. And I guarantee you, when we switch over to spring forward, it'll mm-hmm. be there at 730. <laughs> like clock, it sounds like a little fellow with a saw just gnawing into the walls. That can't be all right. That can't be all right. Are you, you got sure any problems here? One? I well, no. I mean, my this this building it kind of is like the it it feels like Marat Sad in this building sometimes. <laughs> there's there's like corn on the cob in the elevator. There's children <laughs> running up and down the halls. There's there's Jehovah's Witnesses who somehow get in. I don't know. It's it's a wild building. I but, think they um, can pass through walls. <laughs> I mean, I've got a Jehovah's Witness in the wall. Uh, I yeah. You think my squirrels might be Jehovah's Witnesses? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, He's gosh. probably got some pamphlets in oh, there. Oh gosh. We we had we had. Uh, one afternoon, uh, some friends and I were were getting ready to go to IKEA, um, so maybe we deserved this. But um, we opened the door, and there were these four Jehovah's Witnesses women at the door, and they, you know, were holding pamphlets. And my friend, who's very saucy, said, "You know, I'm I'm going to save you some time. We're homosexuals, and we're going to IKEA." <laughs> and. And the one woman closest to me sort of looked, without a word, looked through her pamphlets and handed me one with, like, a disciple on the front. And it said, Biblical Attire. And she said, well, here's something about fashion. (laughs) So, On one hand, very thoughtful. Very thoughtful. You know, (laughs) she she was adaptable, that woman. (laughs) She'd heard that Ikea line before. Yeah. She was ready. (laughs) <laughs> but but now, well let's let's back up a little bit. I know we're a little bit all over the place, but uh, <laughs> so McDowell and the squirrels and the ghosts <laughs> always get there. But um, uh, you had a good childhood. You said you grew up down in Baltimore. I did have a good childhood. I grew up in Baltimore. Um, supportive parents, very supportive parents. I I lucked out. Front. I lucked I lucked out with them. They um, my dad. Uh, Used to be a minister. He's no longer a minister, but um, and my mom is a lawyer, and um, it was it, I was very clearly very very gay uh, from right an early bat. age. Yeah. Just just popped into my mom's heels and still in diapers and pushing a little shopping cart around and you know shopping for toiletries and things and <laughs> uh, and they they really. Um, they they were so so I don't even know what the right word is. They never made me feel self conscious 
about any of it. There, there are endless photos of me, you know, in my mother's bathing suit and, and setting up a fake beach in the living room or, like, in a dress, little dress nighty, you know, pretending to be Wendy from Peter Pan. And they're taking the photos. Like, my parents were holding the camera and taking the photo. Like, they never said a word to me of, like, you know, boys don't wear those things. You know, they, they, they just were you. so... I don't know. I don't know. I get emotional when I think about it. But, um, yeah. Well, I lucked terrific. out. I lucked out that's with That's terrific. Yeah. Um, and that probably allowed you to be uh, creative from an early age. Yes, very and you had some so. people that were uh, supportive in addition to your parents of uh, you pursuing that? Did you know you wanted to pursue? Uh... I did. I knew that from a fairly early age. Um, I had wonderful teachers. I mean, I, I went to to a magnet middle school and a magnet high school, both performing arts and, and that means they had a specialty with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so so you could sort of, for lack of a better word, major in in mm. in something. So that's I would, how that works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there are probably some young people majoring in podcasting, aren't there? These days, maybe. Yeah. You think? Well, I, don't, I would encourage them not to podcasts, <laughs> selfies. It's very lucrative. Twitter. And uh, were they creative at all too? Were they uh, uh, painters on the side or something? My parents, yeah, yeah, they were they were opera singers. They met at the Eastman School of Music. Well, now, and yeah, they met on like a rainy night. My my uh, one was a clown. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that that would be perfect. No, they. My dad did singing telegrams and. Uh, the woman he did it with was sick one night, so my mom like filled in and said they spent like a rainy evening going wow. around Rochester delivering singing telegrams, and that was like their first night together. Ever since, how long yeah. has it been? That's a good question. They Many just had an anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been a while. A couple. Yeah, oh God, I'm failing all these tests. No, it's not a test. There's no. Sorry, wrong mom answer. and dad. There's I know no it's answer. been a while. It's okay. Um, I think at 35, 35 years, I think. 34 together. Yeah. That's great. It is great. <laughs> <laughs> and you have siblings and all that? I have a younger brother. Oh, uh, younger how's brother. he doing? He's doing well. He still lives in Baltimore. He's a he's a chef. He works in a restaurant. That's a good thing to do. It's a, a good thing to do. A lot of great places to eat down there. Good yeah. seafood. Mm-hmm. And you have a good time in, your, in the college experience? Where'd you go for that? I went to Sarah Lawrence College oh, for yeah. my first year, and then I transferred to Fordham at Lincoln Center. Um, Sarah Lawrence was, was great. It, was, it, it just wasn't the right, the right fit for yeah. me. That was um, all gals for a while? It was all gals for a while, but now it changed, it's, changed it in there. Yeah, they've, they've got a lot of guys there, and I, I, thought, I thought I was going to meet, meet some men there, but there, I was one of, uh, one of a very few pocket of gay men there. There were a lot of straight men there, hmm. yeah, who cleaned up. <laughs> Just came in and the odds cleaned were in their favor. up. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. And and they all had like athletic scholarships, which makes me think mm-hmm. that Sarah Lawrence was recruiting some straight men, but um as they should. Yeah, good you for know, them. Every, yeah. Everyone should get laid and yeah. <laughs> they need to have college. some legacy students today too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well we all get into some wild stuff during our university yeah. years, don't we? What was the most outrageous thing that happened for you? Sensitive though you were to the feelings of various pieces of furniture and 
inanimate objects. <laughs> well, this footstool and I had a night. Um, no, I, uh, I didn't. I didn't get terribly wild actually until after college. Um, I, I uh, get the degree. Get the ple- the pieces in place. I got the I got the pieces in place. Uh, yeah, I didn't get too wild. I mean, I didn't start really having. My my nights with gentlemen callers until after college. I mean that really um, that was when that took off. Um, I'm trying to think what the wildest thing that happened in college was. I don't know. I was boring. Yep. I was boring. Listen, we're we're like peas in a pod. I was definitely yeah. head down, keep it together. What was the me. wildest thing that happened to you? I in don't college? know that I had anything really wild, but uh, I, you know, I. Explored my body and that of others. I, I well, met a nice Iranian girl who loved barbecue sauce. Oh. And I helped a fellow make a Kool-Aid costume uh, for Halloween. <laughs> but it was just a typical thing. A lot of Dunkin' Donut sandwiches sure, were consumed sure. during, uh-huh. that, yeah. during that period for me. But So uh, you, get to, you transfer to Fordham, mm-hmm. and that's your uh, introduction to New York? That was my... That was my... Well, we, had you been here well, before? Well, I'd, you were, I'd been here before as a kid... Um, came and saw the Christmas Spectacular at Radio City, and I was just enamored by it. And then I uh, watched a lot of Felicity. Sure, so you felt like you were here. I felt like I was here. (laughs) Or at least you wanted to cut Uh, your hair and then regret it. (laughs) In a later season. I saw Um, her at the supermarket not long ago. Did you? Yeah. Her hair grew back. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It looks great. She looks great. Yeah. What was she buying? Oh, you know, I didn't peek into her basket. (laughs) I might have as a younger person. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've seen her on a couple occasions, one riding her bike around like the um, uh, gal from uh, Wizard of Oz. (laughs) 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 Very, uh, with great purpose. But Uh then, yeah, I don't know what she was buying there. I'm sure it was all celebrity nuts and things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Goji berries. and That's the kind of thing, right? (laughs) I recently saw Lily Taylor. Really? Yeah. She's uh, over in a neighborhood there. What was she buying? Well, I, I, she was just walking the dog. Oh, oh okay. No, I didn't not see in her. the store. No. Someday it'll be great. We're going <laughs> to cast a wonderful independent picture <laughs> of buying growth, filling our baskets. <laughs> uh, I think Michael Shannon's over there, too. So we're, we're going to put it together. You, you got Michael, it. Sarah. I'm casting from the oh neighborhood. Oh, my God. Because so no, people like to not go that far when they're right, in a picture. Exactly. Yeah. I understand. They can, if they can sleep at home, it makes a difference. Save on trailers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, uh, wait, but did your parents, they still perform? They still they still have that? Uh... My father still performs, and my mother, very rarely, but every now and then she will. My, my father now um, is sort of semi-retired. He, he goes around to uh, senior centers and nursing homes and does... Isn't that wonderful? And does, like, American Songbook concerts. That's a good gig to get. I've it tried is. to get in on that circuit, but mostly you I do. should. I do a lot of VFW halls. So oh, okay, yeah. I'm not without a, a nice... Uh, <laughs> you, you've got an audience. Outlet. Oh, yes. A lot of very uh, well-liked in the Mason Yo, uh, community. Oh, and they're they're tight-lipped. Oh, so. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> That's you... tough to promote. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if you can get an ovation from a mason, I mean, that's... It's a lot of secret handshakes <laughs> that I have to do in advance of those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, being a minister, though, that's a kind of... Uh, not to go too much about your parents, but no, that's no. a kind of performance. It is. It's, it, I, I think so. One of my best friends just became, just became an ordained minister, and, uh, and he came from the theater, and I think there are lots of... 
lots of overlaps a actually lot. yeah it's i mean it's writing and it's it, yeah it's it's very performative and stage presence stage and timing presence. and all this kind of thing i mean my grandfather as i, as I was telling you was mm-hmm. a minister and well loved yeah i mean a great speaker a mm-hmm. great public speaker and that had to do with and i have all his little journal notes and things of really? all that he did and all his sermon ideas and this oh. and it's it's much the same that I do here, jotting things down and observing and listening. We share that probably yeah. with a keen eye for things. Sometimes it can become overwhelming, can't it? Oh, yes. Listening, always listening, receiving, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You, you ever burdened by that? Well, I... Like if you're on a date at a restaurant, is it tough to turn off the people next to you who are having a, a really compelling conversation? Sometimes, Yeah. Sometimes. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So uh, you, you, they introduced you to the kind of uh, some theatricality, which you had maybe naturally. And uh, you came here to New York. What were the first... Hadn't you, did you move here first, or you lived in some other places? I, I lived in uh, Windsor Terrace oh, in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. uh, you just like places that are geographic. Just as just far apart. Far as apart. Yeah, I gotta get out of here um, <laughs> for my next move, Queens. Um, no, I uh, yeah, I, I I moved to Windsor Terrace with a with a good friend, and we we moved into the first apartment we looked at just because we didn't know any better and. Uh, we had a landlord who <laughs> dealt drugs out of the basement, and we oh, had a, a homeless guy who'd like push a shopping cart up and down the block and go through our trash, and then like try and sell people back their trash. Um, just a lot of a lot of characters. These guys would sit on the corner and play cards with. They looked like pieces of human flesh, sort of sewn together. Oh. These really weird, weird cards. So, um, flesh deck. A flesh deck. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a good hobo flesh deck. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was our that that was my first apartment. But then I then I moved up here to Hudson Heights after <laughs> the, that, the, where it's all happening. Where it's all happening. <laughs> so at that point, you were headed in the playwright direction. You were mm-hmm. playwright. Yeah, I, I transferred to Fordham, and I was a playwriting major there. And they have a they have a really fabulous playwriting program in that they. Um, they treat you. They treat you like a like a writer. They treat you like a, a young writer, and they give you a they give you a studio production every semester. So you have to write. You have yeah. to you have to come up with a play. And uh, for better or worse, you sort of emerge from college with uh, with, with with a real sort of <laughs> I was going to say canon, uh, but but you know not not a canon. But you know you you have you have a few plays yeah. under your belt. They aren't very good, but you you have them, and you've gotten some stuff worked out. Yeah, yeah, you've important. you've gotten your dirty laundry out. Right. Yeah. Those first ones. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> terrible. The things you've been holding on a long time. <laughs> and uh, what happened to sort of steer you away from uh, uh, playwriting? You know, exclusively. Is it the fact that playwright, the word is spelled so awkwardly? <laughs> or, um, yeah, I just every time I wrote it out, it was why is it spelled that endless, way? Yeah. Uh, a rural playwright in February is a nightmarish <laughs> way to begin any sentence for me any afternoon. What was the kind of stuff you were writing though? I was writing um, a lot of a lot of domestic dramas, a lot of. Um, 
Starring sort of furniture. <laughs> starring furniture in a searing performance, uh, The Ottoman. Um, no, I... Uh, Come on, that'd be pretty great. That'd be pretty good. It's kind of Pee Wee's Playhouse a little bit, but I think yeah. it'd be... Uh, it, oh, that, that show Pee Wee's had... meets like August Osage County. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just had too much Pee Wee in that playhouse. <laughs> we wanted to know what was going on. We're cherry. <laughs> I can't even go there. Um... But yeah, I was writing a lot of domestic dramas, a lot of a lot of like middle-aged malaise, like 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 marriages gone cold, you know, like a husband and a wife, like you know, standing around and being like, "We were young once," you know. And what, they say, "Write what you know." Yeah, exactly. And what boy, <laughs> what what chutzpah I had to. Write that, but uh, but I look back on them, and you know they they're they're just very earnest and very you know very dramatic. I mean, it was you know it was what I wanted to. It was what I wanted to know. You know, right. I wanted to be adult. I wanted to be mature. I wanted to be weathered. Yes, for lack of a better word, I um, can relate. And yeah. you were also probably a. I I think I heard that you were a big movie. Fan and buff, yeah, so you yeah. were drawing a lot on the what you saw work on the mm-hmm. on the screen. Yeah, very much so. And then and then I and then I did a I did an adaptation of Electra, um, which That's was a fun one. Is it, it was just a hoot, <laughs> hoot and holler. Uh, I I did a sort of modern adaptation of that, and that was a bit of a departure, but it was uh, very fun. Sort of set in like the YouTube. Uh, modern times it feels even sort of antiquated now actually when i look at it but uh um yeah with with like the internet commenters were sort of the furies and uh i don't know i i had a good time i had a good time with that one but that was sort of the last full-length play i've written um because like i said it just i i'm very slow it takes me a very long time to sort of circle around an idea and and then land I do a lot of self-editing. I do a lot of sitting and 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 worrying and and thinking. Why is this? Why should this be a play? Why is this a play? One of one of the things that yeah. I mean, it just one of the things that really bothers me going to see things is you sit there and you're like, well, why is this a play? Yeah, as opposed to a, a, as opposed a, to like a, a lovely or... yeah a lovely movie or a well put together hour of television. I mean, it's you know. The, the challenge I that that always stumps me actually is sort of how how to, how to write something that really celebrates theatricality and that really embraces that something that could only exist on the stage within that world and yeah. draw from the strengths of that world yeah it's hard to do it is hard to do man I sometimes think about that with a podcast what makes a great podcast yeah. what makes a great interview and why couldn't this just why does this have to happen <laughs> <laughs> But also, you know what I mean. Like, you yeah. have to have a good conversation with, like, the one we're having now. Yeah. Incidentally, my thanks to uh, the piano lesson that's happening uh, b- below that's, us. That's, I think it's they're across get the it. hall, actually. Oh, it's across the hall. Uh-huh. I feel surrounded by it. Do Some you? Race. I do. <laughs> but I hope the, the listeners can hear it. I have a wonderful neighbor. He he plays classical piano. Is that him or that's yeah. a lesson? Sam, he's doing some more modern stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, he. Well, yeah. He's. I think he's warming up. Okay. Because um, at first I thought a lesson, 
But uh, I like it. I think it's a kind of every time I go to someplace, somebody's house, I yeah. get hissing radiators or a piano. I like documenting the environment that people are living in and working in. Yeah. So I, I'm not. Uh, this isn't some sideways way of complaining. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I think it's great. It's the and, best way uh, to complain because it's early today. We're pairing the podcast with uh, some nice coffee from mm-hmm. uh, Starbucks, a little mm-hmm. place right around the corner. From Just here. that little place. And uh, you got a, what an iced coffee. I got an iced coffee, a Trenta. Trenta, that's a big boy. It's the big boy. You can fit an entire <laughs> bottle of wine in there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so uh, then you're, you're doing the play right How soon does the MySpace thing take take hold? And that does that become Intimacy Idiot or that uh, becomes later? That, that Which came, is the title of the book. That's and the, the title of the and book. The, and the show. And the yeah. show that you were mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Um, it it's it's it took a couple years to sort of evolve into that. I, I was doing the MySpace thing for a few months, and some friends were very encouraging, and they said you should make it an actual blog. And so I because you're just where where did that live? It got published as a kind of like update to the yeah, site, yeah, sort or of something? an update on on a MySpace profile. There wasn't even a feed on MySpace. I don't no, think. No, I don't think so. You I think that was one of the profile. things. Yeah, that was novel about Facebook was you had a feed, um, but. So, so I transferred it over to its own sort of blogspot.com site and then um, began to get an audience there slowly but surely and then uh, put together something. The, the, the blog was called He Who Laughs or The Complete Idiot's Guide to Intimacy. Um, just a mouthful. And, dot blogspot.com. Uh, dot blogspot.com. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, from there, I sort of put together just a sort of a, sort of a one night only kind of thing, sort of called "He Who Laughs Live," and that was meant to be sort of like a Prairie Home Companion gay evening, and uh, and got some friends. You a know, little redundant. A little but... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my grandmother! Oh. She heard you say that. Um, Powder milk biscuits and that kind of a thing going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so and so that I, I had some friends who Just were actors. You, or you and had a bunch of people. I sort of narrated off to the side, and then I, I see, had I my see. friends act out the scene. It was it was a little bit of a sketch. It felt sort of like an evening of sketches, sketch comedy, and um, but they were acting out sort of the stories and the scenes from the blog. And then uh, I met Jason Egan, who runs Ars Nova. He's the artistic director there, and he came to the show and invited us to do the show at Ars Nova and we started doing it there and then he and I became friends and you've been a uh, part of that scene ever since right uh, yes yes I've been very lucky to, to found a home there yeah. they are they've been wonderful to me um, it's so crucial and I've talked to you know I've talked with the kind of UCB mm-hmm, gang and mm-hmm. there's the Ars Nova scene yeah. and a little bit of the, the Joe's Pub mm-hmm. group and it's a you have to find some affinity and Your some, place. some group to yeah. be with to have a spare or the pit or some of these other places yeah. that have have people. Yeah, it's important to be there. And uh, uh, and I feel like every interview that I've uh, heard you uh, conduct, which isn't that many, but a no, couple no. of them, you they end up talking about your dating life because that's so much a part of the, yeah, the yeah. intimacy thing. And I love that the intimacy, the idea of that, the idea of the search for love, connection, closeness mm-hmm. is something that does connect. You talk about Electra and updating that, but this, this search for intimacy goes all the way back and yeah. it really connects to the early days. But what I was going to say is that is so many of these interviews talk about 
dating, so maybe we can get into that sure. a, a little bit. And even there was somebody that we were on a radio show and he tries to pick you up or something. That did happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a, I, I felt for you during that because I, <laughs> you could see it coming oh. if you, as you're listening to it, and then it happens and you say, "Well, there you are." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, maybe I should do that more. It was very nice of him. It was very. It's it always it was nice. flattering. I don't get that it? a lot, so you know, I was, was I was flattered. flattered. Yeah. I feel like I should I should have used this as an opportunity to do that, but hey, hey, listen, it's all right. You still can. I still can. <laughs> and uh, but you talk about the, um, the the ups and downs of dating and that kind of thing, and I relate. I spent time, of course, as a lot lizard on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, so I know <laughs> what it's like to be hustling for a basket of pretzel nibs and a swig of Mister Pib. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what it is—the chase. <laughs> For intimacy and yeah. to be close to to be held is uh, a lot oh, of what these stories are about. Oh, God, <laughs> I just, I mean, it's it's you know, I've, I've been having a lot less casual sex lately, mainly just because you know, writing a book takes a lot of time. But um, and who can get here? And who can get here? <laughs> I've already slept with everyone up here, so just really nice saturated over. the market. Uh, <laughs> I saw the folks in bed at uh, Starbucks. <laughs> they looked exhausted. <laughs> oh, man. They, they saw you coming across the street. And they were like, good luck. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, you know, it. I, I think it, of, of all the things I've written, I mean, I, I know one, one of the concerns sort of going into the book um when we were pitching the book and trying to sell it, uh, a lot of publishers and a lot of people had concerns that it wasn't universal, that it wasn't uh, that 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 it was too too gay or too much of a niche audience, or you know it, that that it wasn't uh, th- that the experience was not relatable, and I just didn't really accept that. I thought that was kind of bullshit. Um, because because I think, I, you know, I, I haven't been doing this a terribly long time, but it's been a couple of years now of reading, you know, personal, awkward sex stories in public, and it's and it's actually <laughs> the, the the I find so surprising each time is it's always like straight women, you know, coming up to me afterwards, and and it's and it's always the most uh, frank sexual content actually that that people respond to that they yeah. say oh my god I had that too or you know oh I, I had a guy who didn't you know wash his dick either or, you know oh god you know like they they um I, I think actually the more specific you are about your experience the more relatable it is and I because I think people are curious and people are smart and they they want to I want to know about experiences other than mine you know I don't just want to open a book that's exactly what i know right so right. anyway so there's, there's some shame caught up in that too I yeah, think, too, yeah. Of, of being able to talk frankly about uh, what's going on or what mm-hmm. has happened and all this kind of thing yeah of course the lesson i think we take away is wash yourself <laughs> that is always the lesson in, in any book actually that's, that's universal wash yourself please <laughs> that's not too gay good just lord wa- just wash yourself that's across the board <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you get into do you get into the uh, the modern dating the apps and all that kind of thing throughout this uh, 
throughout the book? Sort of, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't talk about them a great deal, but I, it, it's sort of how I meet everybody. So I, I they are mentioned. I mean, I, I talk about my my first experiences on uh, Manhunt, which which oh. I think is still around. Manhunt. The great sixties spy caper. <laughs> great film. Um, Just dating cast members. <laughs> From, I met some. Yeah, that that was that was my first foray. Manhunt. Um, Manhunter. Manhunt. Manhunt. Um, they've had to become. I remember a couple of years ago they they had to um, update the site to sort of really explicitly say like this is for gay men because women women went on it. And oh. made profiles, and and then there there it wasn't like a lawsuit, but they had like a they, they they had a formal complaint towards manhunt, and it was all over all the blogs, and it was very funny. So um, now you go on, and it's literally a guy like pulling his underwear down and being like, "Meet Mister Right now." Uh, so it's pre- it's pretty clear now. Um, I've met a lot of nice uh, gals off of the uh, comment section of uh, various Campbell shoot ads. Really on uh, YouTube. You know, they post so many great, and then they have such real reactions. Oh, yeah. Sometimes great yeah. reactions. Those, those are vibrant women. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I like? They have a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> so, that is so uh, much of it. Swoop in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people always complain about it, don't they? A lot of people mm. now, they make jokes about it. They complain about it. I think in the, probably in an attempt to put some distance between them and, and it, because they're using it constantly. And I always enjoyed online dating I yeah. always had a guy didn't do a lot of it but uh, that's that's something like Sam Smith uh, the singer was, yeah the singer <laughs> <laughs> to, to drop a name I don't know he uh, he was interviewed I god I don't know the exact quote but he he gave some interview and was sort of trashing Grinder and Scruff and you know yeah. the apps and saying oh they're really shallow and they are you know they're a waste of time and that's uh, that's I don't want to waste my time on that. I'm looking for actual love, and and I just sort of rolled. I mean, he's he's very young, but I it, it I just sort of rolled my eyes at that because yes, it it, it can be a real time waster, but I've also um, had very meaningful encounters through those apps as well. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had surprising surprising moments of intimacy with with total strangers. I mean, things that are just real really liberating in a way. I mean and, and they only last an evening or an hour or god 25 minutes but uh you know <laughs> <laughs> but but there it I don't know. I don't know. I I I have had good experiences. Well, I had some good experiences too. I had a number of yeah? you know, multiple month relationships and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, a couple of years here and there, but that's good. And that was the that was going back to some as we're talking about some of the old-timey days of yeah. the internet and you'd have to, you know, call up the hello operator, could you connect <laughs> me to Funbags 57? <laughs> yes, I'll hold and then they would make the <laughs> Oh, the old dial-up. Uh but yeah, I had I had some bizarre experiences. Yeah, and but nothing I regret. Nothing. I feel like I well, I feel like for myself I could have been kinder to some people. Oh, but okay. I was maybe I could I was it was clear it wasn't going to work. Yeah, I mean it's shallow in some cases, but in other cases you know when you if you have nothing to talk about over eggs the next morning it's not right. going to get any better. Exactly when you're married. <laughs> <laughs> 
doesn't. But beyond the online dating part of it, the book of essays, which is going to mm-hmm. be called Intimacy Eddie, yes. which is coming out in June. June 2nd. June 2nd. You can pre-order it now. It really is about the larger themes of intimacy. Yes. Not just sexual relations or even just uh, having a relationship. Right, right. How do you get closer and how do you know a person? Yes. That's the kind of intimacy you're, you're after personally? It is. Yes. I'm, uh, it's not that a relationship would be bad. Not that a relationship would be bad. Certainly not. No. Um, I, uh, did you ever date the radio guy? I never dated the radio okay. guy. I have yet to see him since then. He lives in New Jersey. Yeah. I don't know. Well, okay. I'm right by the bridge. He could come over, but, um, but he, uh, no, I, the, the, the book is, um, a, a sort of a collage of pieces. And I think it's, you know, there, there's moments from my box office job where I've had, uh, where, where, someone has revealed themselves to me through the customer service transaction. Like, you know, think little, take, little things. They took off their clothes? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just a single breast. Um, no, they, like, you know, a, a, a man will say, well, I, ha- I had an older man, like, tell me a story about working in a mail room. And, or, or, you know, a woman, an older woman said, you know, we, we, had, a, we had a show of, uh, a Peter Brook show of, Shakespeare's sonnets and she was sort of standing there looking at her ticket and she looked up and she said oh I um I asked her how she had heard about the show and she said my boy a boyfriend my very first boyfriend gave me a book of Shakespeare's sonnets and and I've loved them ever since and and she sort of paused and she said she said oh and and I invited him I invited him to come I looked him up and I invited him to come to this show with me and he's married and he has grandkids and he does and he said no and Aww. and you know just just these little moments which i think are you know intimacy you know connecting with other people and so the the book i i think you know overarching it's just about people yeah exactly what you said sort of revealing themselves to each other and how do you do that in a city how do you right. or also i mean you also sort of can't escape it in a city like just you you are in in fact quite intimate with strangers all the time in New be. York. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And people want to share their stories. People do want to share their stories. <laughs> you don't always want to all the time hear it, but uh, there they are. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, I, I think all of New York is looking forward to the book. So I, I hope, I, can't, I hope I can't so. Wait for it. And you're going to do some events around there. We're going to do some events. I don't know. All of them yet, but we're yeah. going to do a night at Joe's Pub, Great. Uh, June third, and that'll be sort of, I think, the launch yeah. of the book. So, and uh, by the way, congratulations on being named a person to watch. Thank in you, 2015 by the Advocate. Thanks. I appreciate all the advocacy work that they do. <laughs> uh, I'd like to sometime, someday, be somebody to watch. Just, you, or just <laughs> give side eye to. That's it. Just half that. watch. Just a peripheral awareness. <laughs> A floater is what my optometrist calls them. I'd be all right. I'd be all right. You got a good eye doctor? You wear the glasses? I do have a good eye doctor, actually. Do you need a recommendation? I don't... I like her as a doctor, but then she's always trying to upsell me on the frames. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now Warby Parker's in the game, so they're very sensitive. Exactly. I'm not going to pay more than $95 for something unless it plays a CD. (laughs) Then I would consider it. 
And Warby Parker gives a pair of glasses to a needy child, right? I'd like to see some pictures of that. I would, too. I haven't seen very many. How, do, how does that interaction go? Yeah. <laughs> does the child ask for the glasses? Are they anywhere? Are they all over in America? I don't. Yeah, I think that it's worldwide. Okay, we need Warby Parker to open up about this. <laughs> I need a, a little transparency. Yeah, like send me a picture of the kid, like when he used to yeah. sponsor somebody in Guatemala or wherever yeah. it'd be. You get a little picture. This is Danny. He's enjoying his new <laughs> his trench new glasses. that paid for. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see it. I like to know what style they get. Yeah. I'm just human. Do they look better in them than we do? I mean, that's that's a question. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for that. But anyhow, uh, so you're going to do any book signings? You're going to go around the country to some abandoned malls or something? <laughs> <See you? laughs> it's just the one just, Barnes um, & Noble yeah, left. The, the Chipotle Barnes & Noble. I'll, I'll hit it up. Um, get your words on the bag. That's the key. In the Starbucks cup. <laughs> right here. Yeah, across the street. <laughs> See if there's there any day. Starbucks. You could hang out there. This is me. Um, just writing my own <laughs> on each cup. Um, That'd play well out in Windsor Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> Windsor Terrace, oh my God. Uh, I didn't live there when the Groper was there. Remember that a few summers ago? <laughs> you know, I, you'd think I would, but I don't. I, I wasn't keeping track of the No. Of the it was big news, Terrace the Groper. Groper. Um, yeah, hope, hopefully we'll be. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing some signings around. That's a New reputation, York. To have, <laughs> but also somebody just searching for intimacy. Yeah, I'm. I mean, a, we're we're all gropers. I'm not, I'm not defending him. <laughs> just, uh, we, we've all know, groped. Sometimes you get lonely in the eternal winter. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll look for all that kind of. Who's who's most exciting to you right now? Who would you who would you just drop everything and go and see? Performance-wise or arts-wise? Arts-wise. Uh, Amy Schumer. Sure. I love her. Um, I'm just trying to think. That's a good one. Immedi- That's yeah. a good one. Sufjan Stevens. These are people I'm actually like buying tickets to right now. <laughs> <laughs> David Sedaris. I mean, David Sedaris, any, any, any day of the week. Yeah. He's my idol. I would go see him. Read he I I, I David Sedaris and I I'm a I'm a fan yeah do you think he'd be as uh, uh, popular and probably yes mm. but without the radio component to it because when you read that anything yeah. that he writes yeah. you hear his voice totally I I don't know that's a good question there's almost a cadence to it or something there is a cadence that, 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 to the writing. It makes it even funnier to imagine his mm-hmm. voice. We all kind of project, or maybe, I don't know if we all do, but when I read something, I read it in somebody's voice, and yeah. I hear it. And it doesn't have to be that they're experiencing it, necessarily, but right. it does uh, color how I read something. I, I, think, I, think, I think his writing is, is strong enough uh, to stand on its own. Probably. I think he doesn't need us <laughs> to tell him. <laughs> I I, I think an interesting he, thing. You're going to do an audio version of the I'm, book. I am going to do an audio version because I think it would also be uh, wonderful to hear to to hear your. I'm uh, real. I'm really voice excited about through. that. I'm 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 uh, really excited about that. I I'm I've I've similarly had people say, you know, I I you know they'll say to me after the show, they'll say, God, I don't, you know, I I hope you're doing an audio book because I just can't imagine reading this. Without here, which which they mean as a compliment, but you, but you do sort of walk away thinking, well, God, I hope, 
I hope just the words on the page would be <laughs> sufficient right. for an experience, but um also <laughs> oh, just read the book. Just read <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How busy are you? Yeah. We are we are gonna record the the audiobook. I'm looking forward to that. That's great. Yeah. See if you can get the piano player to <laughs> I'll, I'll get him to just <laughs> to be there. just noodle in the background. <laughs> So you got you thinking more books in the future? You like how this went? I do like how it went. Um, I, I would I would love to work on something. I'm a little I'm a little. Uh, this is why I just broke up with my therapist. But I'm I'm a little maxed out on introspection. Yeah. Right now, so I, I'm I'm ready to to write about someone else or something else. Um, you know, it can be fun if you just invent a character and then have them go through the world. Yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> would know. you recommend that? I don't know. <laughs> I've I've heard I've heard that can be rewarding. Um, Moderately yeah. so. It depends on the kind of success you want. <laughs> you like doing shows in basements. Uh, yeah. Not that you have to become the character. You just write about the. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Were you concerned about uh, uh, the future? Yeah. Rising sea levels. Oh God. This um, took a turn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm concerned Just about the, the rising slush levels the outside. Sucker punch. Yeah, I'm. I there. There was something. Not not to get too crazy, but I did just break up with my therapist, so maybe yeah. let it out. Maybe I'm Now's pushing. The time. Now I'm taking the turn. But uh, um, yeah, there there was something about you know getting getting the book and and working on it, and suddenly suddenly having something to lose. You know, su- suddenly having a dream coming to fruition that that really really fucked me up in the head actually i've had a, i've had um you just start thinking about you just start, yeah. start thinking uh things about life and life ending and and you're just suddenly aware like there you know i i just had these horrible nights where i'd be where i'd read about blood clots and i'd spend all night like okay. thinking about a blood clot or you know then i don't know i don't know i'm i'm going off the deep end here but but i <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the long answer to your question is I worry. I worry about the future. Know, what's going to happen? All, all those, the time. All your books on people's shelves. What's <laughs> going to happen? soaked. You hope that's in the box that they run out with into the... You'd think, but that house is burning. Into our new floating cities or whatever is going to happen. God. Nobody, nobody knows. Fish are going to have to adapt to live in slush. They will. Slush Vivians. They'll spend winter months in shallow pools at the end of sidewalks and summer in that mystery stream that runs through the subway. <laughs> where does it come from and where is it heading? Probably it's going to be a new Grand Canyon because that's how it started. Yeah. Anyway, I had some thoughts too and I've never seen a therapist show. Never? <laughs> no, that's not true. I, did, I had a, a brief period of time with a fellow with a ponytail above a bagel shop oh. and uh, he wanted me to focus on something and I imagined a spinning ball of light and he said, I think we're done here and... <laughs> He raised his rates, and I walked away. <laughs> ah, well, this has been terrific. Uh, I know that's a Thank bit of you. an odd place to end, but spinning ball of light. That's it's... how it goes. Yeah. This thank you so fantastic. much for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me in your home. I know we have many um, uh, friends in common, so we it's do. been great to uh, close the loop, and I'm glad it could work. Yeah. Uh, and uh, June. Second, June second, the book comes out. June third, yes. you have an event, and then you're shining around the country. Oh, I'll be coming around, and yeah. you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna be um, you're gonna be doing. You probably have a lot of intimacy on this tour. Let's hope you're gonna have a bus or something. <laughs> a small just van. for intimacy. 
<laughs> come out back to my van uh, yeah. <laughs> this van's a rocking <laughs> intimacy's a knocking or something like that something like that yeah we'll work on it i'm not a writer <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm working on it <laughs> Yeah, well, that'll be great. We'll look for you. You gonna start blogging again? I'm gonna start blogging again. I'm IsaacOliver.com. It's coming. Ah, I it's like happening. It. I like it. Yeah, great. Well, Isaac, thank you very much. Thank you so it's much. Been a pleasure. Yes, I'll thank even you. Shake your hand for the folks. Human, at home. human contact. We <laughs> just touched <laughs> intimacy. <laughs> Catch it. All the wonderful. Isaac Oliver, we thank him and appreciate the good work that he is doing. And now, till next time, I'll be doing what I always do, seeking intimacy, not with a person, but with a bottle of whiskey. So that's pretty pretty much what I have going on for the afternoon. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 podcast theme composed and performed by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon done by illustrator Louis Chin. Logo treatment by Daniel Spencer. Posters for Season 7 are by Annie Carbo and Claire Prouse, among others. You can listen to Dale Radio on DaleRadio.com or iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or on SoundCloud. And if you do visit us on any of those platforms, be sure and rate and review us, won't you? Yeah, you can follow Dale on Twitter. Hey, that's me, at Dale Radio, or you can visit us on Instagram, Facebook, wherever fine podcasters are found. Thank you for listening. You're the best. <laughs>